Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What what took you there? I wouldn't see you at a Bastille gig myself. Well, interesting. I went with my friend, our friend, Milsey. Your friend of mine, Milsey, of the Scrambled Eggs fame. Yes. See season one for more. I feel she's... This is Homer Sapiens Extra. Uh, welcome on board. We've got Meet the Listener coming up. All your letters and messages and emails and Twitters about our last episode. And a t-shirt to send out. And Wormhole of the Week. We've oh. got so many. Let's get on with it, Chris. Can you tell me what people have said about our Claire Balding and Alice Arnold episode? Well, we've had absolutely lovely correspondence from all of our listeners. Julia Blessed, she tweeted saying, I really want the, I would quite like this ramen soup recipe. Notice how I changed quite like to really want. Um, (laughs) P.S. I love your podcast. One of my favourites as you both laugh so much it's contagious. Always chortling away. And then Esther Spence has been in touch saying, the Claire Balding episode, I think this might be my favourite episode yet. Thanks, guys. Also would love the ramen soup recipe. How was the ramen soup? Delicious. It Mm. always is. My secret ingredient is mirin. Mirin. Helen. Yeah. (laughs) If she makes it, it's just delicious. And win an Oscar. And you've got to try and avoid any kind of MSG stuff being in there. Because it's got to be healthy. It's very easy to make you think that you're eating a healthy ramen, but you're not. And I bought these things called zero percent noodles, which are just this funny, like fibrous stuff that is no calories in them whatsoever. Is it cotton? <laughs> Helen's been in touch. She says, "Hi, Chris and Will. I've just found your podcast and absolutely loving the episodes as I binge on all the back catalogue. Please binge away, Helen. Loving the characters, Chris." issues will and and humanity that shines through what's so heartwarming is finding a gay non-seen community that feels supportive fun and intelligent with a splash of fabulous looking at you william thank you i recently read this article it's the huffington post article about gay loneliness if you search huffington post gay loneliness it'll come up which I thought was brilliant and gives an insightful background and research on many of the issues you raise in your show. I want to read that. I hope you find it interesting. I've been feeling very lonely. Have you? Yeah, I talked about it with my friend. Because my friend's... We can't be that lonely then. (laughs) (laughs) No, about loneliness, it's really interesting. Really? And then I got worried that as I was getting older, I thought, well, I'm gay, so if I don't have a boyfriend, I'll be old. And no one, I, I have suddenly, I had a bit of a fear. Really? Yeah, and you know, I don't mind getting older, really. No. I think it's turning 40. I think it's interesting because my older gay friends who are in their 60s, 70s, I feel a real responsibility to look after them because they don't have kids because that generation didn't really. So they're going to, who's going to look after them? Yeah. And, and having been through my dad dying, when you are old and you're dying, 
there's no fucking way you're doing that on your own. It's years, it can be, of support needed. So it should be spoken about more. Because yeah. it is quite gay-specific. Good. That's why I'm moving in with you. Which is, in fact, very topical, William, because this week we've got one of our episodes of Meet the Listener, where we get to meet up and share a drink with one of our listeners. And this week it's Dr. Rory McGill, who has been doing a really interesting study into LGB elders and their healthcare, which is not spoken about enough. And this kind of to do with what we were just talking about. It was a really interesting discussion. Um, and I just love the fact that he got in touch and we liked the idea of his research and what he'd been doing. And it was yeah. really interesting to hear him talk about it. So okay. let's meet, meet the, the listener. listener. There's a jingle in there. Hard to find, but there's a jingle. Yeah, so tell us about your research. So it was done in Merseyside, and it was interviewing uh, people over the age of 85 who identified as lesbian, gay, and bisexual. And it was understanding how they perceive their uh, healthcare, but also the ways that they seek help for their health-seeking behaviour, so informal care. So that's, you know, going to a friend or a family member whenever you're feeling a bit low. And it was really interesting because I got to hear from um, a wide variety of people from different backgrounds. And they all shared this same experience of having to, you know, almost become a bit of a ghetto within Merseyside in the 60s and 70s and seeing the gay scene as this kind of safe space. Mm-hmm. But within that, there was differences between men and women. So women were not as welcomed into this space as men. And when interviewing the men and women, both agreed. You know, the men were saying, yeah, I didn't want to see women in my, in my gay bars. I was out to see men. And the women were turning up and the men were throwing them out. So... They had nowhere to go, really. And what's left in that now is this legacy of um, older women in Merseyside, older gay women, that have really close-knit, tight communities as a result. But while that's great for their, you know, their social cohesion and things like that, it's getting access to those communities to really further understand how we can help them. So what's stopping, for example, the, the tight-knit lesbian community, what's stopping them then finding the health care Some of the stories that I heard were around things like unnecessary testing. So older lesbian woman going to a physician and having pregnancy tests done whenever they were unwell, even though, you know, being adamant that they haven't had sex with a man, that there is no way, just not being believed. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot around training on frontline staff. And it doesn't need to be, you know, we don't need to invest thousands. It's just, you know, know how to people better, know how to speak to people and understand their Mm -hmm. their stories and the nuance of who they are. Um, So whenever... uh, a test like that is done, automatically that person feels like they're not being listened to and then that in turn is a knock-on effect on them not seeking appropriate healthcare. Someone said to me once that it's, when you go to see a doctor, it's never the thing that they come in the room for. Mm. It's what they, they, as they're getting up to leave, they go, oh, I just wondered if you would dot, dot, dot. And unless you feel comfortable or understood by the person you're opposite, you're not going to say that thing. So weirdly having this wider knowledge, it saves the NHS money, right? A hundred percent. And how are we doing with looking after our older LGBT people in general in this country? There's actually London, I think it's going to be in 2021, but I'm not sure, is going to have the UK's first exclusive older LGBT care home. Damn, that's what we wanted. <laughs> We've got to get well, those they, flats up quick, quick. Well, will they have jacuzzis? No, they won't. But we can make it out of hay. No, <laughs> well, the uh, which is brilliant, no? Well, it is and it isn't. I think that um, a lot of money's been put into it, and it's great that you know the the drive is there to seek spaces where these older cohorts can get the care that they deserve. 
but haven't spoken to the, the people that I've spoken to, and again, it's a small sample, majority did not want that. They wanted to be in spaces where their orientation didn't define them, mm-hmm. but they also wanted to be accepted as a person that could access healthcare in a way that, you know, they weren't, they didn't feel like othered. Mm-hmm. So one, one woman in particular says, you know, God, it'd be a nightmare just me and old lesbians, you know, for the rest of my days. And, and you know, her, her whole idea was that don't just band me in with these lot because of who we fancy. It's more about I'm an individual and I want to be able to talk to, you know, my straight neighbor, my straight person that's down the road that's the same age that has shared experiences over time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a, a Merseyside thing or if it's across the board. I don't think it is, actually. I can completely get that. And I, I could understand why someone might want to be in a care home with other LGBT people exclusively because that would feel safe and, and all the things fun and there's a lot of connection and all those kind of things. Just they've got a care home for, for old, older actors and performers mm. apparently it's just terrible. Oh, do they? Yeah, mm. and they move you on if a more famous person comes in. <laughs> um, I'll be interested who goes, who wants to go into yes. those kind of homes. Yeah, yeah. Well, interestingly, whenever, because I asked every participant, would you want to go in somewhere like this? And every woman that I spoke to said they would want to go into an older care home environment that was exclusively female, mm-hmm. but not exclusively lesbian. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that harkens back to that whole second wave feminism era where these women were empowered, but again, within Merseyside's gay scene, also excluded. Mm. So it, it, it goes back to where they're comfortable. Um, mm. And again, that's, it's not ideal. It, it would be a great, you know, wave a magic wand and say everybody's going to be welcome in this space and that space. And research has been done across the globe on these older care home environments amongst the, the you know, the people, the residents there. And it has been a mixed bag about whether they'd be happy having um, LGBT people, you know, in, in, the, in the care home. Mm-hmm. And I should mention as well that I didn't include trans people in the sample simply because there are physical, biological differences in older trans people that would definitely need specialised care um, rather than identifying as a sexual minority group. So things like having to do prostate exams in older trans females. There's just training needs to be done around that, but that's a separate issue to, mm. to what my research was about. And do you know if people are researching that? Yes, they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. There was recently a conference specifically on that in Chester last year. It was the first of its kind, and I think it's going to be an annual event. Okay. Um, so there's definitely a lot going on in that area. Not enough, but it's beginning to pick up pace. Is there anything we can do that our listeners could do to do with helping older LGBT people in their community, anything effective that they can do on the ground? Well, go to the Age UK website mm-hmm. because they have a little drop down about what's going on in your local area specifically to do with LGBT issues for older people. Oh, cool. And within that, you can volunteer and also go and help out at events. Can I just say, we had a friend as well, didn't we? We'd visit mm-hmm. him once a week. Still Hopefully. Said, so I presume people can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I got a lot out of it. I love just hearing the stories. It's such a privilege to be able to chat to people. And I feel like I have a responsibility to tell their stories because they've done so much for us and they're not getting anything from it. Thank you, Dr. Rory. That was very interesting. And it was nice to meet him. Wasn't it? We've got three more coming up over the season. <laughs> God, I feel professional. Chris, can we do review of the week, please? You ask, I can deliver. Mm. Let's head over to Apple Podcasts, where we give away a Homo Sapiens t-shirt to Mm. one lucky listener who writes our favourite review. Sometimes they're good, William. Sometimes they're bad. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what we've got this week. Well, TGA Mac. This podcast has sat in my library for a while. What have you been doing with your life? 
I've just started listening to it recently. It takes me a while to catch up with my interests sometimes. Get on with it. It is brilliant. As a gay man, I've isolated myself. Loneliness, we've just been talking about Don't it. Don't point at me. I've tortured myself. I've found comfort in this as shame is so intrinsic to my psyche. Listening to these podcasts has helped me. I recognise and identify with so much that is said. It is uplifting. I've started to explore my queerness at last. Thank you, Will and Chris. Five stars. (gasps) Bravissimo. Well, that's really good to hear. And I'm sorry I was being silly as I read that out. Chris is always a little bit silly, but that's because he's on medication. Mark Reese coles says, Thank you, Christopher, for your chicken tip. Cooking upside down, Sunday roast will never taste the same again. Little chicken leg emoji. I feel a bit like I'm getting a flavour, cooking joke, of what it would be to be Delia. Love the Claire and Alice interview. A wonderful couple that prove that relationships can bring the best out of people. That's a really nice observation, isn't it? I don't, William, I don't have a bad review. Oh, yes, I do. Hang oh, on, sorry. Oh, 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 thank God. So I'm just going to scroll down to Gregory Stah. He says, interesting. Tick. Mm. Important. Ah. Tick. Oh, oh. An irritating exclamation mark. Boo. Ah, oh, so three eyes. Yeah. I love to listen to both of you as well as your interesting guest. However, I cannot stand you eating while talking. This no, is... you're joking. No. This is a joke. No, it's not a joke. I imagine I'm not the only one who listens to you on my headphones and I have to. It's so off-putting. Please, 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 can you stop doing it? Lots of love. A girl got to eat. It's interesting, isn't it? it is a com- it's a consistent complaint, which if we were British gaffs... We, we would we would be addressing the complaints, or would we? We probably wouldn't. We wouldn't. No. So maybe we are British cats. <laughs> I think <laughs> we are. Should we change the name? Oh, British Gas. Should Unless just, it's an emergency. Yeah, we're featured in the Guardian this week of the best things <laughs> on radio and television, and we we need to just let them know British Gas. We want to be. British. We like the artist formerly known as Homo sapiens. Oh my god, we're British gas. Oh, we can wear blue boiler suits. Yeah, I've got blue boiler suits. I've never the been Japanese so happy. ones. Have you? Yeah. Who's going to get the T-shirt? Well, we always reward the bad reviews, and I don't think we should set a form. So I think we should give it to the first one, TJ Mac. Yeah, I thought that was lovely. Please get in contact and give us your address, and you will definitely get a T-shirt because it's not me sending them out anymore. <laughs> I've got a good wormhole for you. Go on. Billy Connolly. Because as you may have known, William, I was ill. I was ill. I know. So what does that mean? Lots of telly. (laughs) And um, there was nothing on the television. So I went to Billy Connolly. Don't you love him? Yeah. So I went on a whole odyssey of all his interviews from way back when. Him going on Parky. Then he, he was on the final ever Parkinson with Michael Caine, I think. Oh, my God. Then I ended up on Graham Norton. Then I ended up on Graham Norton on This Morning Sofa being interviewed by Holly and Phil. He's a very candid man, isn't he? Is he? He's really straightforward. I really like him. Yeah, I think he's quite straightforward. I think he's done amazingly. Yeah, I would say I lost about three hours. But it's not lost if you're ill, is it? Do you feel on YouTube that everything always ends up coming back to This Morning? Yes, God, that's really true. It's so weird. What was your wormhole, William? Oh my God, I know my wormhole of the week. Go on. Oh my God. Well, oh my it actually God. started off watching Victor and Rolf fashion shows. Yes. They're two designers. They're just doing incredible shows. And I, I ended up listening to Quindon Tarver singing Everybody's Free. Oh my God. His voice is insane. Unbelievable. And he kind of sounds like Brandy. Yes. And a mixture of Brandy and Monica. Kind of... um. 
It's got that kind of cuteness. Oh, it's just, yeah, exactly. I wonder what he sounds like now. Anyway, so that's where I ended up. I, that's so funny because I often go on a little Quindon Tarver Google. I haven't done one in a while. I'm Googling now. It was just Born like... on the 4th of August, 1982. Same age as me. But have I covered a Prince song in so beautifully? Does he still sing? Yeah, Google Quindon Tava, Everybody's Free, for anyone who has not heard it. And you will cry for two and a half minutes. It's yes. unbelievable. So that was my wormhole of the week. Well, wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> well, another day, another dollar. Thank you to Dr. Rory. Thank you to Meet the Listener. Thank you to everyone getting in touch. Thank you, Chris. You're more than welcome, William. And thank you to you. Tune in Thursday. We have... LGBT Rodeo oh Palm God. Springs where Chris tries tries to ride a little tricycle <laughs> and that's not a euphemism <laughs> take care bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Powered by Spirit Studios.